From COK Studios in Brooke Gladstone's Breakfast Nook, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I am Cordell Nutbrock. On today's show, we'll consider the tight housing market and what it means for hopeful buyers. We'll also consider some new slang terms with the Kincaids as people reemerge from the pandemic. And we'll consider that tonight we're going to party like it's 1999. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Zoom. Just because things are opening back up, remember how much fun you had seeing your friends and colleagues virtually from the comfort of your home? Zoom. Please don't forget about us. And Netanyahu, the soft drink named after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Enjoy the refreshing taste of liquid matzah over ice as you displace Palestinian families. Netanyahu, shake it. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrock. Trying to buy a house right now is in some ways harder than it's ever been. There's a record shortage of homes for sale, and many people are eager to buy. Bidding wars are breaking out, sending prices to record highs, making it feel impossible for many people to buy a home. It's a trend that began after the last housing crash. The country hasn't been building enough homes, and now there's a record low supply of homes for sale. Some builders went bankrupt, and workers found other types of jobs after the crash. Meanwhile, interest rates are low, and with the pandemic, people want more space. So there's plenty of demand from first-time buyers. I recently spoke to people who are at the forefront of this disheartening trend in housing. A record shortage of homes for sale and strong demand from buyers are sparking bidding wars and sending home prices to new records. Nolan Horton is a hopeful first-time buyer who has been unable to find an affordable place to buy. There's literally nothing out there. I'm not even being picky. I would take anything at this point. Nolan and his partner Kip have been trying to buy a house ever since last summer and have made offers on a number of homes. 137 homes, condos, bungalows, cabins, studios, you name it, we've tried to buy it every single time we've been outbid by someone. And it's not like we don't have money. I'm an ER doctor and my husband Kip has an OnlyFans for people who like watching him step on cakes. He made $170,000 last year. Nolan and Kip have also had the help of a seasoned real estate agent, Tina Baldacci. Everyone is getting outbid. It's complete anarchy out there. Nolan and Kip had a $350,000 cash offer on a cute little two-bedroom with a sun porch and room for a labradoodle. And they were outbid by some guy by 75K who bulldozed it as a place to store his yacht. That's happening to all my clients. It's great to be a seller. Well, what can be done for the buyers? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. Every offer we make gets outbid. Houses are on the market for an average of 4.5 seconds right now before an offer is made. I only sleep two hours a night because I'm online trying to get offers in for my clients as soon as a new house goes on the market. How do you manage that? Oh, I found this great energy drink from Paraguay that has traces of meth. Oh, I see. Tina is the best in the business, but it's no use. There's just no inventory anywhere. We even tried to buy houses in Alabama, for God's sake. Alabama. It's a nightmare. I really hope these boys can find a place to live, but they'll probably have to keep renting until the supply goes up. Oh, 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 wait, 
there's a new listing. Nolan, Nolan, how do you and Kip feel about a partially condemned former preschool? It's 890,000 and there's a family of raccoons you'll have to share it with. TikTok. Uh, um, what's the square footage? Oh, wait, no, never, never mind. It's already under contract for 65,000 above asking. I'll keep looking, hon. Ah, okay, thanks, Tina. Tina and her fellow agents say that in a few years, builders in many areas will eventually catch up and there will be more homes for which to choose. But for now, the pickings are slim. Nolan, Nolan, how about a 300 square foot studio overlooking a pork rendering plant? Your neighbors are white supremacists and the toilet is in the kitchen. How much? How much? Only 753,000. I think we finally found our forever home. For CUK News, I'm Corden Brock. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to Consider the Source. We welcome back our good friends, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, who've been gathering some new slang terms as people reemerge from a year in quarantine and isolation. They have reemerged as well and join us now. Good to see you, Kincaids. Likewise. Greetings, Connor. Well, you two seem as excited as I've seen you in a long time. Oh, indeed we are. Things are returning to normal, and we couldn't be more chuffed about returning to the streets to find out what the hot new slang is. Leslie has been reinvigorated so much that he's like a teenager again. He works 15 to 18 hours a day and still finds time for vigorous lovemaking. That's more information than we needed, but I hope it means you've got some good new slang to share with our listeners. Oh, you know that we do. We might even have a new book out in the next couple of weeks because things are happening so fast and furious. By the way, did you know that there's a new Fast and Furious movie coming out soon? I saw that, yes. I just love Vin Diesel. He makes me randy. He certainly does. Again, too much information. <laughs> you know, you can just say TMI, Connor. That's a slang abbreviation for too much information. Well, I'll try to remember that. So before we have to hear any more inappropriate sexual anecdotes, what slang do you have for us today? Our first new term is chug, which has been used everywhere lately. Chug refers to a person who follows out-of-date trends. The adjective version is chuggy. And trust me, you do not want to be called chuggy. I first heard the term when some kids pointed at Constance and made fun of her side part and skinny jeans. It was a black day for me. I'm sorry. She's been experimenting with the middle part to avoid being called chuggy in the future. It's been a difficult transition. Well, maybe you shouldn't worry about what a bunch of dumb kids think. Perhaps I shan't. Thank you, Connor. Our next term is compost me. This is a new euphemism for kill me, now that composting oneself after one's death has become popular. As in, Jessica is still talking about the $300 canvas apron she bought on Goop. I can't listen to her anymore. Please just compost me. Well, I hope that term doesn't become chewy. Ooh, nice use of the new slang, Connor. Finally, we have carpe diem. This term is a fun portmanteau of carpe diem, the Latin phrase that means seize the day, and diem, 
which stands for direct messages. This term means seizing the day via your DMs. As in, bro, I just got Arnold Schwarzenegger's cell phone number. Carpe diem, my dude. How exciting. I have carpe diemed quite a bit since learning this term. I got a great recipe for a low-calorie body chocolate from my friend Bernice. Leslie and I use it quite often. I think that's enough. Thanks for stopping by, Kincaids. It It was was our our pleasure. And now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, courtesy of our intern, Ryan. Oh, Ryan's out this week, so we don't have any wins to share. Really? That's a shame. Yeah, I actually didn't think interns got vacation time, but I guess they do. Well, does he deserve it? I mean, he didn't leave us with any wins. Mm. Oh, oh, wait, wait, I've got one. (laughs) Kudos to the staff of Consider Our Knowledge who have been spared the low-key incompetence of our intern Ryan this week. We all had to get our own coffee, but at least the orders were right. He's a nice kid, but there's probably better interns out there somewhere. Anywho, well done us on this big little win. Oh, wait, he did leave us a win after all. Maybe we should take back what uh, you just said about him. Meh. Congrats to Sarah Button, who's been able to keep up her status as our number one fan, even though she lives in Nebraska now. We didn't think they knew about our show in those flat middle states, but apparently they do. And it's all thanks to Sarah. Keep up the good work. If you have a win you want to share with us, post on our Facebook page or send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Carpe DM. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerournowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKno, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at ConsiderOurKnowledge. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do it at Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I really hope these boys can find a place to live, but they'll probably have to keep renting until the supply goes up. Oh, oh, wait, there's a new listing. Nolan, how do you feel? How do you and Kip feel about your life and your choices? I feel good. It's good. (laughs) It's nice.